0: I can't stop this feeling <laughs> deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me when you hold me. Your arms ooga, so shaka, tight. Ooga, you let me a
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers Podcast, where each week we explore all the different avenues of the great Disney universe. This week, we're going down the avenue of movies because there were two huge movies that have come out in the past couple of weeks. That being Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2, which now falls under the Disney umbrella, being a Marvel Universe movie, and also Pirates of the Caribbean, the fifth installment, which was called Dead Men Tell No Tales, or Overseas, there was an alternate title called Salazar's Revenge. So, with that. Tonight, we have four of six. We've got Milford. Hello. And Melanie. Hey, y'all. And the Duchess. Hey, everybody. (laughs) So, Melanie, Milford, and myself have seen... All seen Guardians. Milford and myself have seen Pirates. Uh, Melanie did not, and Jessica has seen neither. Um, But (laughs) he's cool (laughs) with us doing a uh, spoiler uh spoiler full episode because yes it's yes.
0: my punishment for being it's lazy, our punishment.
1: So. right and uh, and on it and honestly <laughs> it, it really doesn't ruin any of the movies i mean you know we're going to so, discuss whatever we're going to spoilers gonna
0: discuss are and, coming yes yeah, so <laughs> spoiler alert
1: yeah, so, spoiler alert so if you don't want to hear spoilers but still want to hear our opinions on it then shut this episode <laughs> off get your ass to the right. theater watch the movie and then play it back again
0: spoiler <laughs> alert i still haven't seen rogue one
1: <laughs> jesus
0: I know, right?
1: <laughs> well, you have until Christmas or December yeah, 18th. Yeah, don't tell
0: Adrian; She'll be very mad at you.
1: Uh, Adrian's oh. at Universal, oh. so we're not talking to her right now.
0: Oh, she's <laughs> in the Darklands.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's yeah, in the Wizarding World of Harry post, Potter. She okay. did okay, post cool. a picture of my favorite car. Oh, yeah? The Fantastic Four car, but they took the Dodge emblem off the front of it. Oh.
0: <laughs> Jerks. Oh. Oh, well. I think product placement and merchandising contracts.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, we probably didn't pay him enough.
1: We'll deal with her when she gets back. <laughs>
0: <sighs>
1: so, anyway, which one do you guys want to start with?
2: I'm good either way.
0: Okay. Guardians.
1: Okay, that works for me, and we'll see where that takes us. And at the end of three hours, then we'll just wait and do Pirates another time. <laughs> Potential to be our <laughs> longest episode ever.
0: That is because, and I'll say it Guardians of the Galaxy should win a blooming Oscar.
1: It should win everything.
0: It should win the internet and the universe. <laughs> That's right. And everything. That and, movie uh, was awesome.
1: It was fantastic. I, My
0: nerd girl heart was oh, man. elated. Elated.
1: Yeah. I, I was. As I usually am, by far the loudest person in the theater laughing. Uh, yes. I-, I went with just my 10-year-old daughter, and we went on like a Sunday afternoon, just this past, uh, over Memorial Day weekend. Um, we didn't record the week of Memorial Day, so this uh, today's June 5th, Monday night. Uh, and I tell you, it was not a packed theater. It was maybe a third full, which is fine with me. I like it that way. Uh, because it's less distractions and you have less people who don't pay attention to the movie not disrupting <laughs> you. So so that was awesome. The I t- from the from the time the opening credits rolled to the end of the movie I was wide-eyed and either laughing or in some sort of emotion and kind of possibly might okay. have gotten choked up a little bit at the end but <laughs> we'll get to that later. Y'all, I'm very
0: popping. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Look Y'all.
1: Do we have a crying pirate? Oh, it's He's a Disney movie. Sensitive, mo- it, y'all. It's because it fits in the Disney umbrella, I guess. I don't know. No. Listen, I, I, am a, a supporting role guy. I, I usually tend to, to like and, and follow the supporting char- characters more than the main characters. So in this case, I'm talking about Yandu. Now, when I saw of the course. saw the first one. I love that dude because he reminded me of Barbosa, who, yes, Johnny Depp is awesome, and I love Captain Jack Sparrow, but Hector Barbosa, Jeffrey Rush's character in the Pirates films, I think is my favorite character of and all of them, just because he just like Jack doesn't give a crap about anything, but Barbosa gives a crap about even less, and is and doesn't <laughs> try to hide it and swindle it like like Sparrow does all the time, and you know. I, I don't know. I mean, I just he. I just fell in love with that character watching the first Guardians, which I didn't see until this year. You know, on Blu-ray at my house, I never saw the first one in the theater. So,
0: look, y'all. I have three kids, which means I have the bladder of about the size of a pea, and I made it through this movie twice <laughs> without getting up. That's how good it was.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, I made it through an entire movie, and that in and of itself is a miracle. Of biology mm-hmm. but the movie was awesome uh, no, yeah Yandu was fantastic yeah I mean who'd have thought Merle Merle from The Walking Dead would, would do this kind of a character oh, it's perfect
1: is that who that is I don't know what else he's, yeah he's,
0: he's Merle from The Walking Dead Michael Rooker
1: okay I never watched Walking Dead so I didn't know I might have to now uh, because I like him you,
0: oh you totally have to watch Walking Dead it, you, that is something you would like
1: okay well, I, what I found myself in doing before the movie came out was falling down the rabbit hole of going to YouTube and watching all like the the cast getting together at like the various Comic-Cons over the country when they announced the, the, the second rendition of it. Mm-hmm. The second volume was coming out and watching other interviews of the cast. And there was one I watched at, I don't remember which con it was. I don't think it was one of the major ones. And all the cast was there. The, the major characters and the new characters, the girl who played Mantis, uh, the girl who played Nebula was there, which was funny to see her with hair on her head. And and then all the other major players, Kurt Russell, Chris Pratt, and Zoe Saldana, and uh, Bautista. and Vin Diesel was the only one who was not there at the one that I watched. So then right. they, they call out uh, Michael Rooker, and he comes out in full... Yandu costume, blue, and everything else, and was totally the (laughs) character like on the stage. I nearly pissed myself. It was like a 17 minute interview, and even it, and it was the director who was leading it. And it sounded like he was even he was like, "What the hell's going on?" And like you know, the audience went nuts and everything else. It's a fantastic. It was, and the interview Uh was like the the panel was great, and he was he was so funny. So I I, I kind of fell in love with that character even more.
0: He's coming to Raleigh Comic Con, and I I really, really want to go. I'm still trying to work out a few things, so I'll <laughs> let you know if, yeah. if that meet and greet happens.
1: Absolutely. So, besides fanboying about uh, <laughs> about Rooker. Yondu, uh, just, just the movie in general. I mean, the I think the plot. How was... about
0: the opening scene in 1980? Yes, they CGI'd the heck out of Kurt Russell's yeah, oh, face, and I yeah, still they did. believed it. I know. Oh my goodness. I know. Who'd have thought, little copper from the Box and the Hound has come so far?
1: Ridiculous. But how you gotta
0: know, and this is a spoiler. You gotta know that as soon as he was driving in that car doing the white man's overbite, that he was the bad guy. You're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. You know, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. There's towards up off here. Towards the end
1: when it took like the turn when I started figuring it out cuz my problem is when I watch a movie, I'll watch it purely for the entertainment value and then I start to think mm-hmm. about it after. So like, I was uh, fo- I was following the plot and I got it, but like when it took the whole turn, uh,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: I know we're going out of order from what the sequence of the movie is, but like in the part when I realized it was when Rocket and Yandu were locked in the cell and they were arguing mm-hmm. with each other and then talking about he talking to each other and Yandu was basically yelling at Rocket telling him that you know Rocket is him you know he gets why he's right. the way he is and Rocket They're and then, and then and even Rocket put it together he was like you knew okay. you know you knew yeah. that his father Kurt Russell whose name is Ego in the movie was a maniacal lunatic and that he was mm-hmm. killing everything to try to reproduce himself well you know
0: too and i it, you know i've only seen the movie twice so you know the chronology escapes me but when they are on the planet with the robot ladies of the night yeah um, <laughs> and he's trying to defend himself to rocky balboa right you know and he you know sylvester Stallone's telling him he's not ravager he broke the code yep. and all this and you can just see him just swallowing these words he wants to you know, yeah. Clear his name, but that's not the kind of guy.
1: Right. Yeah. He didn't want to say what was going on or what the truth was, and I, I was confused on all, that too. You know, every,
0: like because I, he was just, he just wasn't going to defend himself. Right. He wasn't going to go there. Nope. And you know, admit that he not only was he saving the kid, but he had a soft spot that he loved him. He wasn't going to go there. So no. He just took the exile. Yeah. And yeah. You know, the whole mutiny thing spurred from there, but Taser face. You know, <laughs> Taser face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a jackass. It was Taser, taser face. face. And then the gold critter was like...
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. And even they laughed at him. Yeah, the sovereign people. <laughs> what? A, and the I sovereign. tell you what. Now, my daughter that I took was 10. Now, I mean, she's heard the language because we watched the first one. And I think that's what made her laugh the most was the amount of curse words in it. And that...
0: Well, Come was, on. She grew up with you in the house.
1: Well, that too. So this one... <laughs> You know, like the f- opening line in the movie when they're f- after the 80s scene when they're fighting that slug. So, Star Lord, he's like, All right, a-holes, or whatever it is. And he said, You know, he doesn't say the whole word. And I was like, All right, okay. And then, but then the word of the movie was douchebag <laughs> because I think Rocket said it 172 times. And my daughter. Yeah, would, there
0: must be a my, thing that if you say it 173 times, it gets an R rating. I guess. And they wanted to take it off as many times as they could.
1: But that's what I said to my wife when I got home. I said, all right. I said, PG 13. I said, I, I wanted to look up what the criteria was where it crosses over to R. Because it didn't oh, have. Oh, it's
0: a spreadsheet. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I would have thought the language. I mean, there was no F bombs and there was no super vulgarity. There was the same innuendos and stuff from the first one and it was brilliantly written but there was a lot of a-holes set out the whole way and a lot Mm of (laughs) douchebag
0: okay and I have to tell you my very very favorite moment in the movie was I I, I adore Mantis
1: she cracked me up
0: when Mantis (laughs) asks Drax if she can pet his puppy oh my god Can I pet your puppy? Yeah. And Drax is like, Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: and Rocket tries to bite her. Bite
1: her. What do you call? And then when uh, when Quill called him a, a trash panda when they were arguing,
0: it's totally worse. T- oh,
1: man. The Drax mantis. That's- the Drax Mantis exchanges, oh, the dialogue between yes. the two of them was friggin' hysterical. Because I forget, like in the first one, you know, when they explain his, you, be, are hideous. you know, hideous. Gamora is like, <laughs> he he doesn't he doesn't understand sarcasm. He just speaks in in literal. Very everything is literal. everything is a literal interpretation. So, just remembering mm-hmm. that and the way he was talking, he was like, you are just hideous. I mean, you're ugly. I wouldn't say I wouldn't whatever his language was. And he basically said, you know, I wouldn't screw you with, you know, his thing and that one pushing. But in in his own (laughs) metaphor and language. Oh, man. I mean, it was like it was brutal. He was hammering that poor that poor creature. (laughs) Uh
0: Even at the end, when he was trying to be nice, he was
1: like, you really are beautiful on the inside. (laughs) Only on the inside. not have been good for her. No, no.
0: Only on the inside.
1: Oh man, he yeah. Was, so that was great. I mean,
0: oh, and when she was like reading their thoughts,
1: yeah, their emotions. Sorry, oh, she man. was reading their
0: emotions. Do me, do me, do me, do me.
1: Uh, he was laughing. That must be
0: so embarrassing. Oh, he. I mean, that was from the tra- me. that was from the trailer, but him brilliantly. I'm sorry. Oh I yeah, fan gushing, but oh, absolutely. Drax, oh, Drax made the movie.
1: And how about poor baby Groot when they were. They were <sighs> they were uh, raising him and dumping all the whatever probably like beer, beer on him, beer on him, and put him in the they little.
0: dumping beer on him little Ravager coat
1: and being mean.
0: Oh, I wanted to <sighs> smack somebody. I know, poor Groot.
1: Stupid Taser face.
0: But then the scene where they tried to get him to get the fin.
1: Yes, and he's bringing the he brought the whole <laughs> desk, he brought the eyeball the eyeball he
0: the eyeball <laughs> and he kept it rocket kept it.
1: Oh my God! That was some funny stuff. And then the scene after that is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. So Yandu mm-hmm. gets his fin back after Nebula shoots his other one off. They get right. out, they get out of the jail cell. It's him and Rocket and Groot. He gets his his little arrow back, which, from mm-hmm. lack of a better word, is basically looks like a quill. Which is I don't know if that's ironic or not. Um,
0: totally intentional, but okay.
1: The song. Yep. That play, so it's come a little bit closer by Jay and the Americans
0: Aww.
1: is playing while he is whistling and killing every one of the mutinous Ravengers that turned on him and that his, is a great and old scene. Crew. And he is walking through, just walking like a badass. Just walking. Rocket's following him, or Rocket was mm-hmm. off building a bomb or whatever he was doing, and Groot was on Yandu's shoulder. Holy crap! That was probably the best scene, and because I love. When they do that in movies, because it reminded me of the first time I saw the Blues Brothers with my father. And it's right. the, towards the end of that movie when they're in the elevator going up to the tax office to pay for the nun's house. And there's complete chaos uh-huh. and SWAT teams going on. And they're in, the two of them are <laughs> in an elevator with like right. classical music. And I'll never forget because I was laughing. And my father, this was the first time I was watching it. I don't remember how old I was. And I didn't. I I thought it was funny because he was laughing, and he and I remember him asking me, "Do you even know why you're laughing?" And I said, "No, it's just you're." It's he's like because it's it's ironic. There's a there's a war zone outside, and they're in their, and that was like that's the only way now. There's a calm
0: elevator, right? That's the only
1: way that I know how to associate irony. I like, if I'm not sure if a situation yeah. is ironic or not, I just think back to that movie. I'm like, all right, does it is it the same as this? Does it compare? Then that's how I know. <laughs> See, life lessons from movies. It's a good frame movies. of
0: reference to yeah, have. Hey. Yeah, it's, that That was a very, very good scene.
1: The scene was fantastic. Fantastic. And then, you know, always any time when Rocket has a gun in his hand and he's, he had some great lines. I mean, they all had great lines, but I feel like... Mm-hmm. There's a few of them that just had some freaking stellar ones, and I wish I can remember all of them, but I, you know, I, I don't. So, I mean, I'll I'll be in line at the store when that thing comes out on DVD for sure. <laughs>
0: the the part that you know always that, that got at me the you know, the two times I saw it was the the whole father son thing going on with Star Lord and Ego. Yeah, and how you know he's trying Ego is trying to convince. Peter, to you know, hang with him and to do right. his bidding and you know, make his weird universe with the bubbly goo rock planet <laughs> with his
1: brain, um, yeah, with his all with his, his brain with his seed and, that he laid on every planet,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's gross, yeah. and yeah, <laughs> it's gross, pretty seed. much, it really is. And then he's like, It killed me to have to put that cancer in her head, and then snap, yeah. That he's was like, it. You killed my mother. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, you knew he was dead. Yeah. Like-
1: <laughs> Between that and smashing his Walkman.
0: Oh, yeah. Those are the
1: two straws right there. I know. You, so, I mean, I know we're doing spoilerful movie, but the basic premise is. This other race, this, the sovereign race, they hire them to... The gold people. The gold people hire them to protect their planet. Some big slug comes and the they The batteries. Go, they go and kill they're the slug and source. they're a power source, right. So Rocket or Drax, after they kill the thing and they go to the people and they thank them and this, that, and the other thing... One of them steals them. I don't know which one it is, but Rocket
0: steals the batteries. Right, and shocker,
1: shocker. Right. <laughs> so then the, these people find out, and I guess that's high treason. It's you know jail for life or whatever on their planet.
0: No, to insult them is death.
1: Oh, that's right. Right, insult them
0: mm-hmm. is death.
1: So death. so then they're on the run from these people, and they have like their whole fleet after them, and they're destroying the Milano. The Milano crashes. But after, before that, ego. Okay,
0: does their little thing where they're you know because the gold people don't actually man their spaceships. They it's all virtual remote, reality. It's, to all, them. it's all virtual. Yeah. Does that not kind of remind you of that play zone after Mission Space? Yes. They're the, like yeah. in these little video game. Pods. That's pretty
1: much what it is. They're all sitting in these little pods and they're shooting the remote control ships from there. So if they yes. blow up, nobody actually dies.
0: Exactly. So the ship can die, but the people, but are the people protected, don't. Which right.
1: is. They just, get made, smart. they just get made fun of. Yeah, it's very smart.
0: I know. They, they do. They're really, They just razz each other, each
1: yeah. other. <laughs> They all oh my told gosh, that one it's dude he like, sucked.
0: RJ, it's like you and me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, if you and I were doing that, if we were in the little fake yeah. pods, if you got blown up, yeah. I would You'd be laughing I would harass you.
1: You'd, yes, laugh totally. you'd laugh at me. Totally. You'd laugh at me. We your, are
0: gold people.
1: Crash your pod because you weren't paying attention, and then we'd both laugh at each other.
0: <laughs> then you would do something to me to make me crash mine. That's oh, right. gosh.
1: So that's... (laughs) So then they're they're escaping
0: the pod people.
1: Right. And then Ego shows up with his round spaceship and wipes out the whole fleet in one shot. And then... His egg ship. Yeah. Comes down to the planet. (laughs) You know, the five of them do some arguing in between before that happens. And he comes down and presents himself as Peter's father and does a brief explanation. He's like, oh, you have to come to me back to my homeworld to show you all this stuff. And he leaves Rocket and... uh, that's it. Rocket and Baby Groot back at the ship. And uh, Yondu. Right? No. No, Yondu shows up. I can't remember the order. Because then... No, that's when Yondu shows up. The Ravengers show up. Oh, Nebula. Because they pick up Nebula. And she's in cuffs.
0: She's in cuffs
1: she's because in cuffs. the
0: gold people have her. And they that's give right.
1: that's her right.
0: to them as payment.
1: That's right. That's right. They give her to Gamora because she was going to return her to... The Nova Corps, it was their Nova Prime. For protecting. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. She was gonna return Nebula and Nova Prime to Rotten Jail forever, or whatever, and get the bounty. And get the bounty. That's right. So they had Nebula mm-hmm. in handcuffs. So she ends up escaping when the Ravagers show up.
0: Right. And Cue she the sisterly sh- bonding.
1: Yep. She shoots Yondo's f- little <laughs> mohawk thing off his head, which I guess shuts him down, or whatever. They you can't
0: control his arrow.
1: Right. They mutiny, they they set up a mutiny, and all the Ravagers that go against the mutiny get thrown out into space and die, except for one, I can't remember his name, the guy who becomes the, his it's like his second in charge. He sticks up for Yondu and tries to keep the good Ravagers, for lack of a better word, together, but that doesn't work. They, gets thrown, they all get killed, and that's how Rocket, and then Rocket gets caught, and... And, and Baby Groot, and then that's how they end up on the ship before the scene where we said he was. They were in the jail cell, and Baby Groot was trying to get all the items to get Yandu's new red fin, so he can control his thing again, and and do all that crap. And so let's see. So after that, they don't meet up, and then they cut back to what's going on on Ego's homeworld, and he's explaining to Peter how he was just a like an orb or a being of some sort, and he took him millions of years to get himself into a human form so he can go around the, around the galaxy, and uh, basically how he met Peter's mother was, he was on Earth after trying a bunch of different planets and mating with other species of any kind he could find to try to get a sustainable life that could support his otherworldliness. And so coming back to the first movie, when he heard that Peter, when he heard about the boy who held the Infinity Stone and didn't die, he knew it was his son. So that's how he ended up tracking him down. And, yeah, and his this home world thing is just, it's like the whole planet is living. His ego, his father's core is, we find out later, is basically like his brain, I guess. And it, it feeds the planet, and that's how the planet is living. So himself... Ego himself is, while well, he's in human form, that's not really it, I guess. It's not really his self. You know, it's just a form of him because he basically could take on any form he wanted to. And he was, he was immortal, so they, I guess they were calling him a god. And Peter had some of that in him, so he wanted to get Peter to do that because in order for him to cleanse the world of all the that weren't pure i guess or that were negative to him he needed peter's power as well so he needed to be two of them kind of like a sith thing there's a master and an apprentice peter was down with it he was all he was all fired up about it he can make blue orbs with his hand and he can make little play balls and like melanie was saying they were playing catch and it was like i found my father's greatest thing in the world you know and he fed him some nonsense about his mother and how they met and fell in love and and so on and so forth The first couple times he asked why he left and made up some stuff that we had to keep coming back to his home world to... Because he couldn't stay away too long, otherwise he needs to, like, regenerate and things like that. And meanwhile, while Peter and him are talking, Drax and Gamora are with Mantis, the little creature with with the antenna, who... They made that creature seem like the dumbest thing on the face of everything. Because, uh, granted, she was sheltered when she was, she was, for what she said, he found her in her larva state. So he raised her on this on his planet, and then she was kind of the only one who could control him with her tele, telepathicness. She was able to get him to go to sleep and rest and things like that. And like Melanie said, she was able to read people's emotions by just touching so, that whole scene was funny where she was, you know, touched Peter's leg and said that he had sexual feelings for Gamora, and he tried to deny it and everything, and then that's when Drax was making fun of him, and yelling that it must have been the, you know, that's the most embarrassing thing, you must be, you know, the, the uh, that whole scene was part of the, you know, trailers they had on TV, so I'm sure most people had seen that. What happened after that? There was, was that when the, uh, Nebula gets away again somehow, and they don't bring her back till the end i don't think is that when so she then, gets
0: the ship and then she goes after Gamora and they're on the planet and that's when they find the bones
1: that's right that's when they find the bones and that's when that's
0: when they find the bones they
1: find the bone and then it's like everybody's that's right cuz then they find the bones and then Gamora figures out what's going on at that point Yandu had told Rocket so they know what's going on but everybody's in separate places so now it's a race to get to Peter before his father can convert him totally because once he goes and joins him in whatever weird ritual he's trying to do to join him then that's it you know Peter's part of the thing and he's, he's you know done he's lost. There's lots of other, and at this point, the Sovereign have come back with a new fleet of ships to try to destroy everything and just throw a whole monkey wrench into that whole mess, and there's lots of space battles and crap going on with that, and then and then that's where the scenes come in with, from the TV commercials as well, with Baby Groot with the bomb, and Rocket trying to explain to him which button not to push, and he runs away <laughs> with the bomb, <laughs> and the whole thing Mm-mm. with the tape, nobody has any tape around here? No, I'll ask ask you.
0: Everybody. (laughs) And that was... They ask everybody. And I tell you...
1: This is where the brilliance of this movie ends because some of the stuff is just borderline lunacy and absurdity, but is done so, so well (laughs) that it... Oh my gosh. And I'm not even exaggerating for the sake of, of trying to elaborate on... On doing this podcast, it, it, some of the things are just that freaking absurd that if you took a minute to think about it in a moment, you're like, "Are you kidding me?" But it so works with the flow of the movie. Like that whole scene, that was like three to four minutes they didn't need to have because Peter would leave and say, you know, Rocket would like, "Did you ask Gamora?" And you'd hear him, "Oh, hold on," and he flies away and asks. Then he comes back, "No, she doesn't have any." Did you ask Drax? Goes and asks, you know, "Did you ask this one? Did you ask this one?" And then he comes back and it's, you know, if anybody's gonna have tape, it's gonna be you. And he's like, you know, and Rock is like, I have to do everything around here. And by that time, Groot has run away with the bomb, and you know. <laughs> but it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's just, it's just ridiculous. And in the background, as you see Peter flying away, you see like Gamora getting flung across a stream. You know, Drax is getting thrown against something. So it's like, it's another one of those. I guess I don't know. I, ironic is another word for that scene, but. It's just ludicrous. It's just absolutely ludicrous. There's no other word to describe it but lunacy. It's pretty funny. It is hysterical. And then... So then towards the end...
0: So they have to kill the planet because Ego is a planet, really.
1: they have to So So they're trying
0: to kill the planet and that's when all of this happens. And they're trying to have... Or to teach Groot which button to push so that... They kill the planet, but they don't kill them as well. Right. And that's why they need the tape. But so once the bomb itself gets placed in the right location, they have to get out. And that's when, you know, the sisterly bonding happens. Right. Yep. Yandu and Star-Lord kind of come to terms with yeah. their relationship.
1: That was a great little flashback scenes too where they kept showing like young young Star-Lord mm-hmm. and you know Yandu showing them how to shoot a bow and arrow and how to do this mm-hmm. and how to do like all those all those uh quintessential father-son moments you would see in like a sitcom you know throwing a ball mm-hmm. together like that kind of stuff like they did the whole thing and it was just more ludicrous seeing like a blue guy with a fin showing a young boy with a leather jacket to like shoot a bow and arrow and, and you know blow something up so even in even in even in the deep moments it was still funny. And there were some pretty deep moments like the the whole thing between Rocket and and Yandu where they're yelling at each other but it's you know Yandu's like my parents left me I know exactly how you feel. You know I you know that's how when Rocket realizes that he didn't kidnap Quill and keep him on his own to just to, for a ransom that he did it to save him because what the father was doing by basically killing any... All the creatures he mated with that didn't work, he just killed them. So that's what... He had this cave below that was just piles of skulls of any different animal form and, you know, whatever species he wanted. It was just like millions of them it looked like. So... It was... Uh, yeah, so those those were some pretty deep, <laughs> deep moments. And then there was like... What, what do they keep calling it? Uh, Star-Lord and Gamora? The... The unwritten thing, or the unmentionable thing, because he was trying to get her to admit that they had like a, a thing for each other. And right. She was, and she was like, "There's no thing." He was like, "There is a thing. We just can't talk about it." The she was like, no, there's no thing. thing. The unsp- unspoken. Unspoken. Yeah. yeah. The
0: unspoken thing. You can't speak of it, or it's not unspoken.
1: Yeah. So that was comical too. There's just some good stuff. There's just some really, really good dialogue between the same characters. And then the part, and then probably this. St- <laughs> the single greatest line and I can't remember the part of why it was happening because it was towards the end single greatest line one of these single greatest lines in yeah, cinematograph- I don't know the word cinematic history was said so ship had blown up something was happening they were all f- falling down from a ship Star-Lord had his thing on so he was floating down and Yandu had his quill that he was holding in the air and it was making like a circle thing up in the air, kind of like a repeller. And he was floating down. Star-Lord looks up to him and says, you look like Mary Poppins. Yondu looks down and, and says, is he cool? And, and Star-Lord looks up and says, yeah, yeah, he's cool. In which Yondu yells, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I, I mean, it doesn't sound that Did funny when I'm that saying He says that you look
0: it? like Mary Poppins. Yeah. He's like, you look like Mary Poppins. Right. But, you know, he's cool.
1: He's, yeah. And he is, like, Star Lord doesn't correct him that it's a she. He just says, yes, he's cool. But he's, you know, is is. holding his hand up with the red thing. So now, now I understand the memes that were coming out after the movie was released of there was a picture of Michael Rooker in Disneyland, I believe, with Mary Uh Poppins. And. It didn't like, have the, it didn't have the caption from the movie, I don't think, but it just had the two of them together, and I don't remember what the caption was. And I just thought it, it was said, funny. It said, it's
0: Mary Poppins, y'all."
1: Oh, did it? Okay, okay, because I never went mm-hmm. back and looked at the mem, but I was like, "Oh, that's pretty funny." I didn't realize mm-hmm. it had anything to do with the movie until I saw it, so it just made it that much more funny because then I got it. But just the way he the way he says it, and the and the between the two of them, that the way they're talking to each other as they're like floating down from an exploding ship. Oh, it was just freaking awesome. And it, that was like after they had their bonding moment and, and Peter realized why, you know, they went through the... <laughs> Peter, that was a great argument, too. He was like, you kept telling me you were they were going to eat me. He's like, they were never going to eat you, boy. like, Why did you keep me? Because you were little and you could
0: fit in all the spaces that we couldn't. Right. <laughs> like, you like, know it was more than that.
1: There, were, there was no... Because that was the same line he told Rocket. Rocket was like, why did you keep him around? Because he was little. He could fit in all the places we couldn't. It's like, it's there was no... He can you know. say that. He, oh, yeah. He can
0: say that he cared for him and didn't that's want right. him to suffer. That's right. That's right.
1: And it, the big payoff in the end is... Rocket gets everybody out. So Rocket, Drax, Baby Groot, uh, Gamora, and Nebula are in... Not the Milano, because that's blown up. It's whatever other ship they have now. And... Mm-hmm. He starts closing the gate on the thing, and Gamora's freaking out because where's Peter? Where's Peter? And he's like, I'm not losing any more friends today. Uh, I, I can only afford to lose one friend or something like that. Because down below, what was happening was he only uh, Rocket only had one spacesuit and one rocket pack left, and he gave him to Yondu, so Yondu was going to go and save Peter, who had been knocked unconscious after they. Uh, basically were, had disabled the planet, and it was blowing up, and so the father was dying or dead, or his mm-hmm. spirit thing was dead, so Yandu was going to go save Peter and come out, and Rocket knew only both one of them was going to live, so then Rocket and Yondu had, had their moment, so they got each other, and he was, you know, they were cool with each other and, and everything, and, but Yandu pretty much sacrificed himself to have Peter live, so when they got up into space, he put the thing on him, so Peter was in a spacesuit, and then you see Yandu kind of freeze and, and, you know, pass away and and die in space. Which sucked, because as I said earlier, he was my favorite character, and I really liked him, and I would have loved to see him continue on in other volumes of this, of this series, but, you know, there would be another character that I'll, I'm sure I'll like. I, I don't dislike any of the main characters, I just really took to Yandu's character and I just really liked him a lot so to see him die was kind of sucking. and it was you know but i got it i mean some nobody died it was in, sacrificial nobody, yeah. yeah nobody yes, died do. in the first one except for the bad guy
0: <laughs> so you group. knew it
1: it had to be coming in this one that somebody had to go it just it makes for a good story and it makes you know everybody can't always live all the time even though they are technically superheroes or marvel things so the but part, it was,
0: you know, the sacrificial.
1: Right. It was for a good cause. Yes.
0: They, they came to a peace with each other. Absolutely.
1: Right. So, Star
0: Lord realized everything yep. that he had done for him. So, yeah. Exactly. It
1: so it was not without purpose. Very
0: bittersweet, but yeah. then, then the funeral.
1: I was just going to say.
0: After he died. The, uh, ra-
1: the Ravager funeral. That's where I got choked up. I was like, are you kidding me? And then I was like, "Are you kidding?" And then I said, "Are you kidding me about the scene?" And then I said to myself, "Are you kidding me? Why are you? Why is this bothering you?" I'm like, okay. "Damn it!"
0: <laughs> if you liked the lantern scene in Rapunzel, yes. you will absolutely flip your ever-loving lid over the Ravenger funeral yeah. scene. Fantastic. then I'm excited because I love lanterns, that scene. It puts the lanterns to shame. Yeah.
1: This was. This it is was sick.
0: So much better.
1: Yeah. It was so cool. So much better. And is that it,
0: possible?
1: Yes. It
0: because is Because it's now. in space. It is now. <laughs> it's in space.
1: And it was all because Rocket. <laughs> Perfect. And it was because Rocket made the call to. Exactly. To the uh,
0: Rocket called the Ravengers to tell them right. everything that had happened to let them know that you know he wasn't going to defend himself, but right. Rocket sure as he- heck right. was. So
1: that he wasn't. Uh, that he was. That he was exiled for no reason, more or less, and that they needed to know what he did. Mm-hmm. And that's Sylvester Stallone comes back for a little cameo piece there, and they all do an homage to him. And I like the uh, the take on. I think they kind
0: of they're setting Sylvester up for either a spinoff or a bigger part in a future one. Could be. There's, I think
2: there's a bigger part in the next one.
1: Well, there's definitely mm-hmm. going to be a third one. I mean, they all but just said. I mean, first of they're all, they're coming back. First of all, at the end of it, before the fifteen things that happened through the credits, it's it said. <laughs> the five uh, credits. <laughs> what the hell was the? It, it said it at the end it, in the words.
0: Guardians of the Galaxy will
1: re- will return. The Guardians will, will ru- return. Yes.
0: Yeah, the Guardians will return.
1: Yeah, so that you knew.
0: And I think that's before the five post-credits. That was,
1: the, that was the wipe scene at the end, like after the funeral thing and whatever last lines were said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the last scene before that was Gamora and Nebula, and Nebula was running off to try to go find Thanos again to kill him for what she had did, done to her and, me- and you know, mechanica- mechanized, I can't even speak tonight, Made her mechanical. <laughs>
0: Mechanized.
1: Mechanized. Thank you. You're welcome. Because uh, you get the little backstory. You kind of, they kind of touch on that in mm-hmm. the first one, Gamora versus Nebula, and why they wanted to kill each other because they were always in competition. Now, they, right. when they're fighting down in the bowels of the planet, like Melanie had said, you get a little more backstory on the two of them. Basically, <coughs> Ronan and Thanos put them through their paces because if they didn't, then they would have died or gotten killed, but Gamora always ended up winning. So poor Nebula would have a piece of her taken away and turned into a machine. So that's why she's very is
0: Borg-like. Right.
1: Very Borg-like, yeah. And she was ultimately she was extremely jealous because the whole thing was when they were fighting, <laughs> Gamora was like, "You flew halfway across the universe into this you know crazy planet just to say that you can beat me," and she's like, "Yes, I want you know." And Nebula was just hashing on the fact that she had won it. She bested her sister, and then that's when it turned into the moment of truth and, and things of that nature. So that was pretty cool, because I, I like when they play on backstories, even not with the main characters, because that made it make more sense. Now, if we never see Nebula again, fine. That that story is kind of resolved. I mean, it has Thanos isn't somebody that's going to ever be defeated anywhere that I could ever think of. I don't know his whole back. I know he's prominent throughout multiple storylines with multiple characters in the Marvel Universe, but...
0: Yeah, you we know, only see peaks here and there of him in Marvel cinematic, So
1: Right, right. Because isn't he like the big guy with Thor, too? Isn't that who Loki works for? Or am I completely off base? I thought hmm. he had something to do with Thor, too. Maybe I'm thinking of another
0: I don't remember. Superhero. No, it, it's a different one. I think Is it's it? a different blue person.
1: Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. But I know I've heard the name before. I've seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I know I've heard right. the name Thanos before. And I, so. Thanos
0: was in the end credits of, I want to say it was an Avengers movie. Okay. Is I, where they reintroduce him to Marvel Cinematic. Okay. I'm going to lose some nerd cred here. I no, think that's okay. it well, was after an Avengers yeah,
1: movie. <laughs> yeah, but there's so much of them because <sighs> I, I, I know his name from comic books. And I have to say, mm-hmm. not that I read them, but a very good friend of mine was heavy sure. into the comics and Thor was his favorite. So that's the only reason why I'm thinking in the comic books there was some mm-hmm. relation or correlation between It could Thanos be Thanos and I know Odin I believe was their father. Thor mm-hmm.
2: and, Well, Loki and, and Thor and Thanos have a meeting kind of before the Dark World. Okay. In the prelude to that. So Okay.
0: I must be mixing up my blue people then. I don't know my blue and my purple people yeah
2: so anyway
1: not to get too far off track but so right you get a lot of fill-in stuff from the first one Mm -hmm. with things which which i love i love deep in story and especially for a movie like that now i'm not like i said i'm not a huge marvel person i wasn't a comic book person i have not seen all the avengers or iron man's or thor's or any of those yet but now it's it's piqued my interest (laughs) more to good to go and watch them i have seen the first iron man or i think the first two but I've I not, and I've seen. Those this, are the
0: only two you need to see.
1: I've seen the <laughs> second Avengers, I think. Yeah, I've seen this.
0: Is the second that one? one wasn't very good. The first one was good. Which one? was Actually, the... just see Civil War. See Captain America Civil War. Is a better Avengers two than Avengers, Avengers two?
1: I don't know if I. <laughs> I don't remember which. I'm trying to remember the plot to see to so you can tell me which one it was. I don't. Was Captain America in the first one? Yes. The okay. first
0: Avengers? Yes, yes, he is the first Avenger at any rate. But yeah, right, right, no, he... right.
1: Okay, I, I don't know. I can't remember which one I saw, but I definitely saw one of them. And, and I enjoyed it, but I have to go back and watch them when I can watch them and, and like take it in and, and things. Because like, I can't wait. I, I hope I can go and see Guardians again in the theater, but if not, I definitely can't wait to get it on DVD and watch it multiple times. I mean, I have to say, after the Pirates franchise... This one has jumped right into number two for me, as far as my it's... favorite movies. Like with repeatability, watching, and right, and just loving it. It's just from beginning to end, there is not a slow part of the movie. A few here and there, but not but movie. not long drawn out scenes. Like if we talk, and... if we talk about pirates, there's a lot of scenes in it that. There's a lot of lulls and a lot of dull parts where it's like, I get it, but it's like, eh, there's not. Like, this was friggin' two hours of just action and ridiculousness.
0: (laughs) And I have to address it, and it has to be said. The people who walk out before the final end credits scene, if you get stale popcorn thrown at you, you deserve it. You totally deserve it. Why yeah. would you sit through two plus hours of a fantastic movie, right? Knowing that it ain't over, right, till the last end credit sings, yeah. scene sings. You you know this. This is not. And not are, this is not your first Marvel movie. And not only, it's not
1: and not only that they leave. Not only that you've paid. I mean, because that wasn't a recent trend until some of the Disney movies started doing Iron it Man. And, yeah, and and then the thi- but also. I mean...
0: You know the end credit scene is coming. And no matter right. how many, it's all the way until the end of the end. Right.
1: And it's another f- maybe five minutes out of your life. And you know what? I like watching it as well anyway, just because you see all the people and all the things that are involved in the movie. I like to see where the movie was shot because it'll always have, you know, the... Canada the, or the, North cr- Carolina. You know, yeah, right. And it lists the We're people, Georgia. The, the crew, the animators, the stunt people, the, mm-hmm. the stunt doubles... I enjoy seeing that because I like to know what goes into the whole thing. So, you know, those people, like they don't do looking it. Looking like at the they entire
0: did. cast list, yes. because sometimes you see you cameos that you never That's knew right. were there. You're 100% and, right. Whoa. Yeah. He was in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to go back and figure it out. Or you just want to know. the who- Groot was a lot all over it.
1: Yeah. 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 Groot was. I
0: a- also want to know what is the criteria for the people who got their name switched to Groot? Did they win a lottery? Did they do something special? Because know, it was to only about see. one out of every one hundred people who were group. Was well, it? It, it was, couldn't be random. Sometimes nothing was, is random.
1: Some sometimes it was people, and sometimes it was like you know, set designers, or it was like a title. It wasn't only people. Right. So I would have to like when when I get the DVD at home, I'd have to like pause Somebody it at needs each to one. Analyze that. I'm sure we can Google to figure it. Figure
0: out what the common mm-hmm. link is.
1: There's got to be I, something. I need to know. It's got to be either an homage to people that either maybe
0: did something awesome did
1: something awesome or on the flip side lost a family member or they themselves had a try you know what i mean cuz you know like
0: something Pixar, or maybe David you know, like, Hasselhoff hand picked them
1: it could have been too that i think that was funny
0: the david hasselhoff he always told
1: his he told everybody his father was david Hasselhoff. when they showed his picture at the end i i said to my daughter because she has no idea who david hasselhoff is and i said that's i said that's david hasselhoff that's who they were talking about in the movie because she's only 10 so she wouldn't know him from anything right (laughs) and it was just it was just funny to see his stupid little face up there (laughs) and and the you know how my
0: kids know david hasselhoff they know him from social studies class because their teachers apparently have always been showing them scenes on YouTube of David Hasselhoff singing on the Berlin Wall. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's how they know who David Hasselhoff is. So it's like the American who was singing on the, Berlin, the Berlin Wall. Wall. Yeah, Jeez. we watched that in my history class too. That's really see? funny. Oh, see? Th- social studies teachers are keeping <laughs> that's David Hasselhoff's music career alive. Yeah, clearly. And so are,
1: so are the Germans, clearly. <laughs> but, but clearly. But well, they, the they love the
0: Hasselhoff. They love the
1: Hoff. Throw an episode of Knight Rider on.
0: <laughs> oh, no, that's too oh, easy. Man,
1: I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah.
0: So, indefinitely the Jeff Goldblum cameo yeah. in the credits. That's. It's uh, that funny too. An omen of things to come.
1: Yeah. And then the sovereign people. Because at you the saw end. the um. The hey, they're they're playing the
0: trailers pretty heavily now. The Thor Ragnarok.
1: Yeah, they had that right before the movie. They mm-hmm. had, and that you know, so that one's that looked pretty fun. I mean, I know they always show you the good parts, but there there were some pretty funny funny uh, scenes in that.
0: I don't know how I feel about that haircut. I May mean, I like the haircut, but I don't know how I feel about it. But hmm. I, think... I know what you mean. Because <laughs> Is Thor's right? supposed to have like long hair, but he looks it's... better with short hair. I know. I'm confused. I know.
1: I don't know. It's supposed to. It's supposed to confuse you. I'm sorry.
0: You. He can't look bad no matter what he does. They can shave it. That still be like okay. Yeah, especially
1: especially <laughs> but, in the yeah. especially in the gladiator get up. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and when he's uh, so excited to see Hulk. Oh, he just that was looks funny. So
0: adorable. Yeah. Oh. oh. I know. He's him a friend for work.
1: work. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk. <laughs> he's trying to kill
0: uh, him. Well, now we know where they were during Captain America's Civil War.
1: Oh, are they not in that one?
0: Nope. Okay. In fact, I was with, we watched it with friends of ours, and I was sitting next to their son, who is younger. I, I think he's probably in the fifth, sixth grade ish age range. And um, I said, now we know where they were during Captain America Civil War. And he just dropped his jaw and looked at me and went, <laughs> oh, oh. Uh uh-huh. So I got some serious street cred with the middle school age group that day. Nice. I know, right? There you go. I strive for it, but yeah. So yeah. that's that's coming attractions.
1: Yeah, I'll have to watch the other Thors just so I have some sort of a basis for that one. Mm-hmm. So that one looks really good. Yeah. And my daughter's get is is uh, big into the superheroes, so I know she's gonna want to see that too. So I, I need to have some backstory. And so does she because she was young when those all came out. So now she's of the age mm-hmm. that. I can put those on and then she'll be able to follow and understand it and not just be scared of all the, you know, fighting and craziness that's going on. So cuz she knows who all the characters are cuz she plays the Marvel. Right. She plays the Marvel Lego games on the PS all the time. So she knows who everybody <laughs> is and what their powers are and what they're supposed to be doing. So Okay. Yeah.
2: Hey, she's Good. doing better than me. She can explain it to me.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well,
2: so I didn't find any description of what the I am Group thing was, but the but as they scrolled to the top of the screen, they actually changed from I am Groot to their normal Right proper yes. credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, that I realized. I just didn't know if that if those whatever it changed to if it had, like Melanie said, some sort of designation. It might not have right. it might have just been some random thing they the editors decided to do just to be funny. It was cute and
0: funny. You
1: know, because they're they're the last ones to to have their hands on it before it goes to the final production, yeah. so it could have just been something they, they wanted to, be to do.
0: Nothing is random. I, I've learned. No, I that. believe unless you. Unless it's random, unless it's totally you. random, and then
1: I believe you. Because you notice at we'll the see. at the end of all the Pixar movies, if you watch those to the end, there's always something little, but they always mm-hmm. towards the end have all the names of children that were born during the production, and it's funny to see the mm-hmm. names because a lot of them end up being names that were characters in the movie because you know
0: maybe they were
1: So who maybe people maybe people
0: who had babies because baby. it was baby group
1: That's right. There, you, See look at that. Look at that. We're solving problems.
0: Wow. <laughs> we could solve <laughs> the world's problems giving enough Marvel movies. That's right. The two of us.
1: And giving us randomizer I am Groot Groots thrown in there. Maybe those are the people that will we'll decipher had babies. everything for you. It could be. And, could and how about how about baby Groot? By the end, he was teenage Groot. Star-Lord coming oh, in his yeah. disaster of a room, and he's playing on, like, a hyped-up iPad. And he's like, what are you doing? This place is a mess. And Groot's, like, brushing him bad. off, like, go away.
2: So that's good. <laughs> that was so I, I, funny. I'm, I'm glad Groot will it... be
1: back, because some of my favorite scenes from the first movie of him were when he stretches his arm out, arms out to, like, and he runs them through, like, 10 of the the guards mm-hmm. from the from the kiln and he's bashing them back and forth on that gangplank. I don't think I ever heard my daughter laugh so hard. So he kind of did it as baby grew. I think with one ravenger he grabbed him and was like slapping him back and forth. And as uh-huh. simplistic as that is, it's just so goddamn funny and effective. <laughs> Especially really with that is. little baby scream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to know if the theater that you were in reacted the same way. We all know that walkman got crushed but how did the theater react when he gave him the zune
2: i was well there were only five of us in the theater and we all laughed i laughed (laughs) because i knew what it was
0: everybody in my theater was cracking up
2: see i
1: had a bunch of it was the worst mp3 player in the world i know they were they really were zunes were terrible yeah. You know, I only had. There was probably maybe twenty. Because Craglin
0: was the one that gave it to him.
1: Craglin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Because he He's said they really it to Craglin. Right. For when Peter came back into the fold. Right. So apparently it has three hundred songs, songs on it. Songs on it.
1: I know. So what? What are we getting on the next? on the next soundtrack better be a no
0: telling
1: because there were some good tunes in this one too. I don't know that it was as strong as the first one, but their, their placement in the movie for during certain scenes were spot on. Like all the songs they had, like I said, like come a little bit closer when he's slaughtering everybody was fantastic. Mm -hmm.
0: I have serious XM And let me tell you the seventies on seven channel has been playing brandy heavily (laughs) lately. I've heard it like at least once a day for the last couple of weeks and I don't drive that much.
1: <laughs> Those songs are probably in heavy rotation because of the movies, and also you're Absolutely. No- you're noticing them more because now they're right? fresh in your head. All you know, all that stuff.
0: And I will say if you've got Pandora, the Guardians of the Galaxy channel on Pandora, is fantastic.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Do they see the only song that they had in the they had it in the trailer but they didn't have in the movie was fox on the run which i thought was strange but i mm-hmm. guess maybe they were just using it for the trailer purposes could be but. and I
0: have to get the david haskelhoff song yeah <laughs>
1: yeah that'll oh, breathe new gosh. life into his he's gonna get some royalty checks rolling in again now
0: like <laughs> if you get asked to be in a marvel movie the answer is always yes
1: clearly now that's... it's gonna be
0: like Everybody has been in some a Marvel movie, whether it's Disney Marvel, Fox Marvel, or yeah. the weird Marvel with the other one. <laughs> yep. You know, everybody who's anybody has been in a Marvel movie. Even Kevin Bacon. You can't seven degrees anymore yeah. because Kevin Bacon's been in a Marvel movie and everybody's been in a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, and
1: everybody movie. is now, yeah. What Except the hell for like was Mel he Gibson. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. What was Kevin Bacon in?
0: Kevin Bacon. I'm pretty sure he was. Kevin Bacon. Marvel. He was like some bad guy in one of the X Men movies Uh, or something. Oh,
2: X Men. Oh, he was in uh, the last one uh, when they're all kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: (sighs) Baby X Men. Days
0: Days of Future. No, that's not the one. It was. uh, I know what you're talking about. When they were teenagers. I need to IMDb this mess. Oh, what did we do before IMDB?
1: You I don't know, we remembered things? Yeah, no. We thought first we, class. We thought harder.
0: <laughs> I was younger, so I did remember things.
1: Yeah, exactly. That
0: sounds awful.
1: <laughs> What's that? Remembering <laughs> things or being younger?
0: <laughs> remembering things. Oh. <laughs> Sebastian Shaw is who he was. Okay. He was a mutant who possesses the ability to absorb to absorb kinetic energy and transform. Form it into raw strength.
1: Oh, I could do that all the time. Mm,
0: get back to physics class to understand that sentence. Exactly. Hmm. Fancy. Yes, because he was friends with that crystal thing who was the guy from John Ham's wife from Mad Men. <laughs> oh, January Jones. January Jones. Thank you. Yeah. They were together. So, yes. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Okay. Huh.
1: See? Yeah, I've seen none of those no. either.
0: You've got to go see it, and that's why things details start flying out of your brain because you start connecting the different universes, and then you're cross crossing canon between Fox and Disney, and then right. there's so many oh, details, man. and they're so detail rich.
1: And people, thought, there's no
0: way to remember and, all of it.
1: And people think Star Wars and and the Pirates franchises are confusing. They got, I mean. That's, Star Wars isn't. Confusing. Those are nothing compared to the, no. to the Marvel universe. There's just too many crossovers and too many Star uh,
0: Trek can be confusing. Star Wars not so much. Too. No Star Ugh. Wars. Too I much. Don't, Star Wars oh. I don't
1: find confusing at all. But
0: speaking of timelines, what is with the opening scene of Guardians Two being set in 1980,
1: 1980? Uh huh.
0: And then they say, thirty four years later.
1: Oh yeah, thirty yeah. I, yeah, That's, that's right. That's
0: 2014. What's happening uh, for three years? We, we're missing three years. No. But some was, people are saying that's Groot's growing up.
2: Right. The opening. The opening scene was 1984, right? It was
0: 1980.
1: I thought it was just straight 1980, but I'm not. I, I'm and not. Right.
0: And then it said 34 years later.
1: Yeah, I remember the 34 years. Well, yeah. So that would put. So then this one. Because if
0: it was. It would be 2018, if it was to if it was 1984.
1: So when the mm-hmm. when did the first one come out? Twenty fourteen, right? The first Guardians was twenty fourteen or fifteen?
2: Yes. Yeah, the yeah. first
0: one was twenty fourteen. Okay,
1: so my my thinking beyond that is this one just doesn't take that doesn't take place that far after the first one ended because mm-hmm. Groot was still a baby and then all of a sudden at the end of the movie he's a teenager again.
0: Yeah, so, so people people are thinking that the three years are gonna make up for Groot growing.
1: Right. Right.
0: But yeah. So, so we're gonna get adolescent or young adult group. Oh, next that would one. be even
1: better. That would be awesome. Teenage he's, group. Teenage group who, who who's full of anger, moody
0: and unpredictable.
1: <laughs> yeah, and unpredictable and doesn't want to do anything. I'm not doing that. I'm not saving the universe. Screw you guys. And then he gets no. you know Hulk call quality. Groot. And he's, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just gets pissed off and starts uh, doing it. Yes. I don't know. As long as they don't break any of those five up, then we're good. Then I'm good with whatever storyline they delve down now.
0: Very little about Infinity Stones in this, Guardians. I will say.
1: Yeah, just a mention from the first one, so I don't know. That he could ever... hold it.
0: Yeah, just that he held it. Yeah. That really was it. I don't
1: there's know if they'll no... re- revisit that.
0: No forwarding of the plot, No, so to speak.
1: Not at all. They're of nothing, the stones. No, nothing about the Kree, nothing about that the
0: Mm-mm.
1: the Nova Prime. No, the Kree was whatever. really,
0: in Thor Dark World You'll they the creek really come back into play in that one okay which is thor 2
2: right 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 so i him? i found a web page that talks about thanos and all the movies that he shows up in okay and, oh. and it's quite a list
1: was i right at all <laughs> are any of my guesses anywhere um, close?
2: well he's the first of, first appearance was the avengers ha then he was in guardians of the galaxy obviously he was in age of ultron he uh-huh. was mentioned in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2.
1: Yeah, they did okay. say something about yeah. And
2: he will be in both Infinity Wars.
0: Okay. And
2: something they're calling Avengers 4. <laughs> he was the prelude to the Dark World.
0: Right. And then
2: it was a prelude for Guardians of the Galaxy and then a prequel on the Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Huh.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Huh.
0: Yeah, Loki is listed as an ally, not a subordinate. So we'll see how that relationship
1: takes. As an ally to who? To Thor?
0: (coughs) To Thanos. Oh,
1: to Thanos.
2: Yeah. Well, and that that goes back to their meeting they had before Dark World. Right.
1: Uh That was the Avengers I saw, the one with Loki in it. Which one was that? That
2: that was the first one.
1: That was the first one? Yeah. Then that's the only one I've seen. I didn't see the second one. That one was good. That one was good. That's the one where he blows up uh, Stark Tower and... Right? Right. And Loki's up there and... I forgot how they shut him down. Or he's up there with that big staff and he's trying to... call all the, the power from wherever or something. Like that. I'm trying to uh, vaguely remember it, but...
2: The Chitauri.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right.
2: I don't know. Let's see what happens. So there was also a uh, disclosure in the credits... Yes. Said,
1: no raccoons uh, or, or trees no raccoons were harmed. Or yeah.
2: trees, tree creatures <laughs> were, were harmed. Were harmed in making yeah. this movie. <laughs> but the same can't be said for their handlers.
1: That's right. Yes. Right. It did. That was like the final thing before the. Uh, can I pet your end. puppy? Can I pet your puppy?
0: <laughs> Trash panda. That was the best line. Come on.
1: Yeah. No, that yeah. was. Kids are like, can funny. I pet your puppy? Well, because she sounded like an innocent little girl. You know, right. her, yeah. her dialect, how she spoke. Mm hmm. She was like very much a, an innocent. And very completely innocent and unjaded by anything. Which made her more I don't know if it made her more annoying to me or or pathetic looking. I don't know. It's just Well l- l- just You listen. gotta
0: think that Drax is sometimes annoying because he comes off as a like a fourteen year old boy. And somebody um, yes. because he's just so literal and blunt and just yes. says crude things because right. that's what he's thinking. Well, cause that's, so he sounds right. like a fourteen-year-old boy half the time.
1: He true, he does. And you're
0: like, and it's very annoying. And then he does have those moments where you realize he's talking about his wife and his
1: and his daughter, right. child and his daughter, yeah.
0: and how sad he's in those grown-up emotions. Of you're like, wait a minute, oh a yeah, minute. he's yeah. Oh. in his mid forties.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. He's an
0: actual adult. He's an actual adult. You know, so you know there's those two sides of Drax that just don't. Compute. They don't no. go, go together. Because well,
1: it's one extreme to the other.
0: It really, really is. Either he is just full. He's so full of emotions that you know right. he can't take it. And the next one, he just has no emotions. He just doesn't do them. <laughs> like he's like, I can't. Like I in just the, can't.
1: In, in the beginning, when they're fighting the giant slug thing, and he jumps into thing's mouth, he's like, Rocket's like his. The skin is, however thick it is, you're never going to penetrate it from the outside. And he's like, then I'll penetrate it from the inside, and he jumps in, and he's like. It's gonna be the same thickness on the inside, <laughs> and like they kill the thing, he busts and out he of the thing. Out. He's like,
0: "I did it!" And they all <laughs> and he's laughing like, like, um. like a lunatic. And
1: they're uh,
0: looking yeah. at him like, "Oh no!"
1: Each character is so well written and so well developed. It really, really did a good job. Yes. This. the guys who will write this stuff and the character development is really top notch. I mean, I can't say it enough. It just, I, I don't know how you could watch these movies and not like them. You know, you don't, I mean, and not find it enjoyable, even if you don't fall fully into it like we are and, and want to follow every single thing that they do. Just do the enjoyment factor right. of watching the movie. Because you need to know I, nothing going into yeah.
0: even you, the, you, Exactly. And that's what you need to like when you're promoing this episode. You do not need to have watched any Marvel, you do not even have to have watched Guardians 1. They, they give you enough.
1: They do give you enough. It's nice to know some of the backstory, but they, it is, they do but it's give not you necessary enough. to enjoy. Right, you'll figure
2: it, it out. It is that good. You'll figure it out, yeah.
0: You really will. Well, they didn't really
2: tell you enough backstory in the first one.
0: Yeah, you, there's too much introducing. Right. And kind of establishing them as rogues, so to speak. Right, because they, they yeah, come together. There's no backstory.
1: They come together fairly quickly, and it's all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're... You know, they're all going after Peter because he got a bounty on his head. And then all of a sudden they're in jail together. They're escaping jail and then they're saving the world. So it's all just gets like thrown together very, very not quickly, but they kind of bond as they're learning to know each other. So here, like in this one, for the most part, there's a trust factor between all of them. They know everybody's a bit like he's what is Peter saying? He's like, because Gamora has a gun instead of her sword. He's like, oh, we're doing guns now. thought guns were my thing. She's yeah. like, what am I going to do with a sword with this, the, the creature or whatever it was? And he's like, no, still, a memo would have been nice or something like that. Guns are my thing. Right. You know? He's like an infant, too, exactly. sometimes. And then, you know, she the gun gets broken. It doesn't work. And she uses her sword. And that's how she slices the thing and kills it. <laughs>
0: so she so, still uses the sword. So she still uses yeah. the
1: sword anyway. But and I think doesn't he doesn't make some comment about that anyway, too. He's like, so you told her the sword was or whatever. I don't know.
0: Something like that. <laughs> and, of course, Rocket was obsessed with the Walkman.
1: <laughs> yes. Well he's trying to get that's the music, funny. that's right. He's like, because who Drax want to know what the hell he was doing?
0: Mm-hmm. What are you
1: doing or why are you doing that? He's like, oh, cause we need to have music on because Quill loves his music. And Quill's like, I never told you that. And he's trying to wink like he was like he was He can't wink, Bless his heart. But he was trying to wink like he was like trying to keep it a secret that Peter really did want him to do it, <laughs> like Peter never told him to.
0: Oh man! Bless his heart.
1: Good stuff. But Lots yeah, of I, good I little personally
0: things. think that this movie should win every Oscar for everything, everything. <laughs>
1: ever. I agree. It,
0: it, it should just give it the Oscar for everything and then stop having Oscars. <laughs>
1: I'm fine with that. I don't watch I those shows anyway, but
0: <laughs> and I stand by that.
1: I'm good with that.
0: I mean, Shh. since I've had kids, I can count on like two fingers the number of movies I've gone to see twice. This
1: is. This is one of them. This is the only one besides Pirates.
0: I don't even know what another one would be.
1: Yeah, I saw. I went and. We saw, I'm sure there is one. I saw Stranger Tides twice. I probably saw Black Curse of the Black Pearl multiple times, but I don't remember. That was too many years ago. It was 2003. Mm. It was a long time ago.
2: Every Star Wars movie.
1: Well, see, now I saw the reissues when they I came out. I went and out, saw
2: them in the theater those, at least twice.
1: But I did not see any of the. The newer ones, the prequels, I only saw once, but we went and saw them opening night every night. Uh, And the two newest ones we only saw once in the theater.
0: Yeah, I can't put my finger on any other movie I've seen twice in the last 18 years. (laughs) Like
1: I said, the movie
0: going time is precious when you're a parent.
1: No, you're 100% right. Yeah, because we had.
0: And then when you're a parent of teenagers, it becomes expensive.
1: Yeah. Well, the good thing was my daughter, we saw we saw Guardians for free. My daughter had won tickets or my... Awesome. forgot what it was. We got Bowtie Cinemas is who runs most of the theaters in my area. So she had gotten uh-huh. from school, I think. It was like a, a reading thing or something like that. And she got two free oh. tickets. And hm. so all we had to do was just buy snacks. So that was awesome. And then Pirates we saw in 3D, but... It was only my wife, myself, and my oldest. So it was only the three of us. So that one wasn't terrible. Right. Um, we don't have any of those 4DX theaters. I know a buddy of mine saw it in the city. In uh-huh. one of those like 4DX theaters, which he said was insane. Oh, where the seats move? I think it's yeah. like, yeah, well, because I guess that's the fourth thing. Like, it has like the rump shakers underneath you and everything. You know, like,
0: you can feel <laughs> Bug's life. Yeah. Can,
1: my brother has those in his couch. He bought something under his couch cushions. <laughs> And it's basically a subwoofer so you just get like the when things explode and there's loud stuff you just get you feel a little shake into tush. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: pretty
0: cool it does add like oh no, no, I,
2: I've done the <laughs> gdx theater and it's <laughs> it's sure pretty it's cool, good. but Cool. but
0: It just sounds funny when you talk but about the
2: it. The seats actually also lean left and right like if you're in a car chase. Oh, that I did or not. Flying scene. Yeah, the seats actually lean forward, lean back. That, that would have been so side. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well,
1: that's great for a space movie.
2: Yeah. Sadly, nice. I think I went and saw Jack Ryan at it. So <laughs> cuz it was the only theater they were showing it in, when I wanted to see it. <laughs> huh. <laughs> It's like, oh, well, we don't have anything to put in here. Let's stick that in there.
1: And I know they were doing some in IMAX, I think, for Pirates, but I, the one is far away from me, and I don't know if it was even showing there or that I would pay the extra money to, number one, get there and watch it in that.
2: I this- saw it in IMAX here, but I did not Guardians. Guardians I actually saw in art theater here in Noblesville and... They actually recently apparently remodeled it. They all put these uh, powered recliners in there.
1: Oh, that must be nice. There's not one of those around me I that mean, I but, there's,
2: but those are like half the seats in the theater. But, well, I yeah. Mean, this place, notoriously, when you wheel, wheel up there on a Saturday night, only has about 25 cars in the parking lot. <laughs> and it has like 10 theaters in it.
1: Right. This one has six. The two we have in town, one has six and the other has nine. But three out of the nine are small. Small screens, small theaters. The other ones are regular size. This one's been redone it's fairly new as it is. And I mean fairly new, maybe it's a fifteen-year-old building. Mm-hmm. So but I know they've updated like they have the you know, newest whatever surround sound, the
2: mm-hmm. Dolby
1: Atmos or whatever it is. So the sound is fantastic. I think they could have... The Pirates movie, they had the volume was real low. Like, lower than it should have been, I feel. The Guardians movie, they had that thing cranked. Because when the music scenes came on, that place was rocking. Like they, I mean, it was... Mm. They had it up to 11. It was, which is fine with me. It was fantastic. But when we went and saw Pirates, I felt like it, the volume was low. Especially for the action scenes. It just didn't seem like it was rocking and rolling in there.
2: Um, so, but... So, did you catch the one after or during credit scene with Stan Lee and the people that he yes. was talking to. Yes. So it's it's being bannered about in the internet that uh, those are the Watchers.
1: Ah. Oh. Okay. I didn't know what the hell they were. And I explained to my daughter that that was Stan Lee. He's pretty much the guy who made up every single one of these characters. And that's why he's always in these movies. Because in the first one, he's like the guy... Talking to like the young girl on the on the uh, the Nova Planet, that rocket calls yeah. a perv. He's like, "Look at this old perv! What are you, a <laughs> hundred?
2: Well, uh, the funny scene in uh, Ultron is when he's at the party they have when Ultra- Ultron uh, makes his appearance, and <laughs> they're hauling Stan Lee out because he's drinking with.
1: Oh yeah. So I assume he has a cameo in all the movies then. Oh, he's
2: in every movie. Okay,
1: no, that's good. I'm glad they do that. I think that's hysterical.
2: Yeah. And then of course Howard the Duck was in there twice again too. I know. What's up with that? Being voiced by Seth Green.
1: Oh, is that who did his voice? Uh, I didn't check that. Yeah, Howard the Duck. I was like, holy crap! I think I'm one of like four people who saw that movie. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, you really should. People should really go look Howard the Duck up on Wikipedia because it's. It's pretty cool that, you know, there. I mean, there's a whole comic series around Howard the Duck. Oh, is there? So, oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I so only I, saw it I once. Just,
2: I just happened to be looking it up. And I gotta find it. But yeah, it was uh, Howard the Duck is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. The character was created by writer Steve Gerber and artist Val Mayer, Mayerick. Hard to Duck first appeared in Adventure Into Fear number 19, cover dated December 1973. Interesting. And he actually appeared in a uh, Spider-Man comic. Oh, yeah? And he was part of the Defenders. Huh. Cool. There's like, there's like seven different affiliation team affiliations he had. But... Right. Yeah, anyway.
1: Well, now that we've gushed on and on about that <laughs> for... I think we've gone long enough. Uh, we were gonna do guardians and pirates in this episode, but I think we'll just leave it at that and uh, maybe we'll hit pirates in another uh, in another episode next week when we have some more people and we'll, we'll set Jessica out to go and see it, so she can contribute as <laughs> <I> well. <couple>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this one up at that at this stage and we hope you enjoyed listening. We hope everybody goes and watches the movie, and uh, definitely uh, post your opinion either on our Facebook page or with one of us on Twitter. I'm always down to have a conversation about things that I like, th- things that I like about the movie, things you didn't like, and
2: definitely can go on and on about it for sure. And if you're going to be in the Indianapolis area on August 26th. Uh, We're having our 10th anniversary Indy Disney meet, Um, and it's going to be a blast. We've doubled the space this year. Uh, It's held at the fairgrounds right here in Hamilton County in Noblesville, Indiana, which is on the northeast side of Indy. And we got all kinds of stuff, all kinds of people coming this year. Uh, Yeehaw Bob, which I don't know how many of you are familiar with him, but he does performances at Port Orleans Resort. At the River Roost Lounge, we've got Herbie the Love Bug coming. Uh, of course, you know, our, our favorite people, the, the Princesses from Frozen. Uh, the uh, 501st Legion, which is a fan group that does Empire and Rebel costuming uh, from Star Wars, will actually be here. And there's some of that in the video that I posted. Uh... Yeah, they are. So it's a carry-in. Uh, everybody brings food, and, and holy cow, we end up with a ton of it. Uh, everything from savory to sweet. Uh, they usually have a machine set up uh, doing doll Whips. Uh, and uh, we have drawings and things like that. But all the money that we raise goes to uh, Give Kids the World, which is the... Um, the little community in Florida where basically um, Make a Wish takes their kids for uh, kids that are you know have come down with cancer, and it's their Make a Wish to go to Disney World. So, so all the money we raise for that goes towards that. Uh, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> that charity. I'm sorry, my mind's a blank. Um, we're also going to be doing a group podcast from there. Um, there'll be several of us there. I know, uh, Mike Relman, uh, from Be Our Guest Podcast is going to be there. He started coming last year. So, uh, it'll be a really good time. So if you're in the area, and I'll, I'll be talking about it the next, uh, few podcasts up probably even until that weekend. So they have a kid's room with kids activities and they always have character meet and greets in there, face painting. I love a DJ. At some point, they show a couple movies for the kids, and uh, it's a good time. So, come on out. If you're
1: looking for us, you can head on over to thedisexplorers.com. Find us over there. You can find links to all our social media accounts on there, as well as links to all our troopers' profiles, and within that, all our personal social social media accounts as well. As far as the podcast, you can download us now on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and also on YouTube. I think I got them all covered. <laughs> the list yep. keeps growing, which is good, which is good. Uh, I like the new Podbean format. It's uh, As far as on my end for uploading and writing the show notes and such, it's, it's easier than in our old format so i hope everybody it's been a seamless transition and uh, you can definitely leave reviews on itunes as well but I, you can leave comments for each episode on podbean as well that we uh do get to see and i don't know that we can interact back on there but it it does let us know uh you know yay or nay whether you're enjoying it or not so definitely keep those itunes ones coming in we don't have a ton uh i know a lot of people don't like leaving reviews I mean it doesn't have to be much it can just be five stars and hey I really like this or you know that drunken pirates I'm in the ass and tell him to shut up <laughs> anything along those lines Never. Uh, but the, the five stars is the important part uh, even if you don't like the podcast and you've listened to it uh, we would appreciate not a one or two star or three star review because that uh, kind of knocks us down in ranks when people go to search for it and it just doesn't doesn't bode well, you know. We we do this for fun, the six of us uh, getting together every week and talking about something we love and just providing information out to people who, who enjoy listening to this type of content. So you know, living, leaving negative reviews and one star things is just kind of a kind of a nasty thing to do, and that, that goes for any podcast you listen to. If you don't like it, just say you know I don't enjoy this. I don't enjoy this format, or I don't enjoy this uh, type of podcast, and you know move along and, and find one you do enjoy. You know, everybody has different tastes. So that's going to do it. We thank you for listening again, and we'll talk to everybody next time.